what if we could control our gas like really, really well? I though? used to be able to, but I don't trust a fart for nothing these like, days. What if you could? <laughs> I'm a fart bender. <laughs> you can't. I can't don't. ever trust a fart nowadays. I, do, I don't. I, I refuse these to. These days, farts are just not the same. I was in the kitchen washing dishes, felt a fart. I said, okay, I'm going to let this. Oh, no. And Dane saw it happen. I saw the butt cheeks clinch to like to put up the walls of the dam. And he looked at me and he goes, just calmly, I shit my pants. I was like, no, you didn't. He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. And then he walked his way to the bathroom. He goes, false alarm. It didn't grease the cheeks. It didn't even make it past. I clenched it. That's what kids don't understand these days. Like when I went to high school, you could get through the day without shitting on yourself. But nowadays, you just, how how do you even get through high school without just... Kids ruining all of your undergarments. Well, kids just not, don't understand shitting themselves Kids anymore. just don't understand getting older. <laughs> Why do 33-year-old kids in high school not understand that shitting your pants happens all the time? It happens so much more after 30 than it ever did before. And it's it's not like it's the first time it happened to me though, I was very upset. Like I was emotionally scarred for a minute like I can't believe I've done this. Like this is this is awful. And then the third or fourth time it's happened, I'm like, God, this is something I'm going to need to watch out for a little bit more often. You're just yes. like, yep, this is something I'm going to tell my friends about later. That's for sure. That's another one of these stories that I have. Hey everybody, I'm Dane Holland. Now, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. I'm Austin Shazam Pfeiffer, and Batman boinked Mama Kent. I'm Marcus, the space crazy alien. I'm Electric Man. Oh my god. I'm Austin Tiny Zent, the planar shifting mystery man. Ooh. And let's reveal all of our mysteries on this episode of Nerd It Through the Grapevine, the podcast where four best friends gather weekly to talk about our favorite parts of past, present, and future nerd culture. And coming up soon, real soon, just around the bin. <laughs> just around the bin, guys? Just around the bin? No. Tiny? Oh, oh I, no. Get, I, get, I get the joke. Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. also known as, known as Ben Kenobi. I'm yeah, not feeding yeah, into this. Yeah, just ben. around the bin? Yeah. Marcus be. is actually breaking out in hives right now. Yeah. I'm so I'm sorry. Sweating. Yeah, that's my fault. Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series coming out in May, and we want to talk a little bit about it of what we know so far, which is very little, but as Star Wars fans, we can pretty much guess what the thing is going to be about. Um, But let's just start right at the beginning of what the heck it is. Can we, though? I think we can. I don't think I can. I did win that quiz that one time, but I I can't win this one. I and a can. We're on fire. This is good. This is a good start. (laughs) I'm so happy. So, a six-episode miniseries is coming to Disney Plus in May, not May the 4th. Everybody's like, it's got to be May the 4th. If you don't make it May the 4th, you're stupid idiots, and you all should just never do a Star Wars again. Give it to Nickelodeon. Um, But 
May the 25th of this year in 2022 is the 45th anniversary of the first ever Star Wars film in 1977. Well, so, doesn't that make sense enough to people? That makes perfect sense, but people aren't looking past the May the 4th thing. But this series, it is set 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which ends with, spoiler alert, Padme dying in front of Obi-Wan Kenobi as she births Luke and Leia. What? Yeah, she was you really sad. You didn't even sad. do the spoiler part. She was really sad. So sorry, Tony. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, I, and I, I'd also like to apologize to everybody that that saw Padme's demise um, and got to see what everybody no! else... <laughs> That's pretty good. Because Padme's demise went from everybody else in Star Wars just somehow, you know, managing to pull through and and thrive and overcome adversity, and Padme meets adversity, and she says, (laughs) "Darth Maul got cut in half and and survived in trash garbage in an undercity (laughs) and turned himself into a spider with (laughs) machines." And Padme got sad and died. Padme just got sad. She just got sad. Her heart broke. Gosh. I don't know. Maybe the Force had something to do with it. Maybe the Force. What if? Maybe she Palpatine was just around that that energy. I don't know. Evil dark side energy that like just gave like made her lose the will to live. I don't know. What if Palpatine did it? Right to get. To get Anakin them to actually turn. finally turn. Right? Yeah. What if he? That's we need to dive into that. What sometime. if Obi Wan finds out about it and then he confronts Anakin as Darth Vader in the series? Surely they've wrote something about it. I don't know. I don't think they've done anything. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they they've tried to kind of go and you know plug little holes here and there where they could, Chris? like with the yeah, I know, like with the uh, you know the the shoot that the torpedoes go in. To blow the Death Star up, like oh, the plot, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Shut I know, Marcus. but uh, yeah, the canon wise, I don't know. I don't know. I think we need to watch the the films very closely and see if he plants, you know, some kind of Sith relic somewhere, you know. To, well, he definitely to, to plants the whole idea of the whole death and like you can defeat death, kind right. of in, yeah. in Anakin's in mind. Anakin for sure. Yeah. That's what that's what spawns this whole thing. Yep. But moving on to the Obi Wan Kenobi. TV series, like I said, it's set 10 years after those events, 10 years after Luke and Leia are born, so we will more than likely see a 10-year-old Luke in this, to where we've never seen kid Luke before. We've seen kid Anakin. Uh-huh. With a good, real good sad cut. boy. With a good bowl cut. With a great bowl cut. Oh, man, what if they give Luke's little boy actor a bowl cut, too? That would be great. I'd imagine you know they have to have a kid that has the exact same hairstyle as Mark Hamill in 1977. Well, okay. correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Kid with Broom also have a bowl cut? Did Kid with Broom have a bowl cut? I, I think felt chipped that Kid with Broom got nothing else happening hey, for it's him. It's not over yet. Oh, kid with it's Broom. Not over yet. We need more Kid with Broom. Star Wars Episode Ten. Kid with Broom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was at the very least a force sensitive <laughs> and communing. In some way with Luke because he knew what happened on Crate and he was nowhere near Crate. Well, I think he felt whole, a disturbance. Maybe I, I think the whole point of that scene. I know we're we're taking a, a, a side from Obi Wan, but this is important. In because that was what Rise of Skywalker or no, no, I think no was that was Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. In the Last Jedi, uh, in the end, you see a kid with broom. Uh, and he's he's reenacting what had happened with Luke, and whenever he held off the First Order, 
uh, all by himself. And what I think that was symbolizing is what Luke did by doing that, by projecting himself and doing that big epic thing that he couldn't have survived probably if he would have just shown up, you know, in person, very old. Um, It was so epic that the story just got across the, like it traveled across the universe, like like word of mouth, just everybody. It was such an insane moment that it's bringing hope to the rest of the galaxy, like that the Jedi are still there and the Jedi can save you still. I don't think he like, because he was kind of showing with his little action figures things, his homemade action figures, like what had happened in it. And I don't think he could have seen it that clearly. So I think it was one of those like word of mouth story got around the galaxy. Like, like a, not I a linear thing. That, I prefer to think that kid with broom was a force sensitive and he knew what happened through the force. Well, that would be cool if he was that force sensitive because we know he is force sensitive because he yeah. brings a broom to hand. Henceforth, his kid with legendary broom. name, Kid with Broom, because everyone in Star Wars has a name, and his is Kid with Broom. He inspired the tenth movie. <laughs> we will one day direct ourselves. <laughs> Moving back to Obi Wan Kenobi, it is directed by Deborah Chow, who has directed The Mandalorian quite successfully, I believe. At least the. Uh, the four of us would agree in this room. And she also worked on Mr. Robot, which is one of my favorite television shows, and Rain, which you have watched, Austin. Yes? Rain? I have never seen. You've never seen Rain? No. It seems like one of those. You've seen 17 shows like no, Rain. No, I've never watched <laughs> Rain in its entirety twice with my wife. Okay, so yes, you yeah, have. Yeah, I have. I've definitely watched it. Rain. <laughs> it's about Mary Queen of Scots. It's about Scottish history and English history, and I'm a big nerd for English history. So it's good. It is. Well, it's. Here's the thing. It's really good, but it's also got that just smidge of cheese with it. But she mm-hmm. did that just based on the network. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So Deborah Chow is already like she's a big name right now. Uh, in the industry, and she's very trusted with Star Wars at the moment, considering how successful Mando is to most Star Wars fans, I would say, and bringing other people into the world of Star Wars, because a lot of people who haven't seen much Star Wars have Disney Plus for many other reasons, and why not hop on that? Because it's on the front page whenever a new episode comes out. Uh, The Obi-Wan TV series is going to be written by, man, I'm not going to say this right, Haseen Amini. I'm not saying that right. Someone tell me how to say that. Well, if you take a look to your right on this table, uh, me too, as well. Okay, wonderful, because you have no idea. Yeah, I've seen a mini right here. <laughs> See, that Worst. was a good time. That was kind of really... Marcus, Marcus no, it. don't do this. Marcus was into that. You're better than us. Be better than us, Marcus. Uh, they are doing... Level. A mini has written the story for Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. And they did the screenplay for Drive with Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite movies. is very intense and very cinematic. And the dialogue isn't like the main character that Ryan Gosling plays doesn't say a lot in the movie, but when he does say things, it, I don't know, it just means something. It adds so much more to the scene with very with saying very little because of how intense the shots are and how well it's done. Uh, They are taking the same inspirations that Lucas took for the original idea of Star Wars, and they're going for uh, samurai culture and like society and things like that, and also Buddhism. So they're really studying these things to kind of drive their... That's the thing, man. It's got to be a spiritual tale. Like, it has to be. It has to have... Right, well, and it's... 
all of our all, the whole audience's connection to the force begins with Obi Wan. And absolutely. And even the that's or no, am I doing the wrong theme? No, no, that's the, the no, force no, theme. That, that, that became known as the force theme, but that's mm-hmm. actually just John Williams' like Obi Wan kind of yeah. theme. Um and he's actually written a new theme for this show. I yes, heard. he has. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to get to that. God. I'm anxious to hear that because I'm. That sounds cool. I just hope that it, the level of spiritual journey is on par with the hit blockbuster film Crank Two, because <laughs> that was just so enlightening in so many ways. How did Crank Two come to mind? Where was that in your brain? The Buddhism. That was probably involved with Crank. I've it seen probably I've was. seen Crank too. It did not reserve a memory space. <laughs> it did not call ahead. I just, rem- I just remember the the kaiju esque characters fighting in the, and the intense Buddhist tie ins. Okay. I need to. Well, I'm not going to say I need to see Crank Two again because that would be a lie. I'm just going to take every word that you have for it. A mini also said that they were really happy to be doing a series as opposed to a movie because movies, you kind of have to rush things to get... And it was meant to be a movie originally. Uh, but then Solo was such a just bomb in the box office for whatever reason. And the reason being, Star Wars fans are stupid as hell because Solo was a fantastic movie. And everybody's like, It's not Harrison Ford. I ain't gonna watch it. You ain't getting my money, Disney. And it's a wonderful Star Wars movie. I just hope that they don't do what they did with um, Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker, where they introduce a new thing, like the Force healing, like we'd heard about it, but they showed it in Mandalorian, and then they showed it, I don't know how many times, in Rise of Skywalker. It's like, come on, man. The uh, When we were talking about young Luke, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, are we going to see him like unknowingly just using the Force without it? It's like, I don't know, it just seems like, there is an element of that kind of fan service that does kind of happen now that Disney's got it, you know, because mm-hmm. part of that we like, but it's, you know, you got to be tasteful with it. Like yeah. we don't need to see young Luke really at all. I mean, yeah, we got to check on him because that's know. what Ben is there to do. Right. To watch. But him. I don't know. He's a hermit. He's kind of a hermit. And I, I think that it would be better to almost kind of, you know, it would be hard to do like think castaway. You know, where someone's isolated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that would be really cool for everyone. I just cool kind of hope they get that shot of Luke with broom staring up at the stars. <laughs> he's, he's probably got a lot that's, of work that's with all that we gotta see. He lives on a dusty planet. Yeah, he's yeah. got to eventually sweep up uh, all aunt and uncle's ashes from their bones and skeletons being burned into the sand. Spoilers. I'm so sorry. I gotta start warning. Uh, so yeah, uh, Amini said that they were very happy to be doing the series so they can take their time with it. They've got six episodes to be able to have the, like, I don't know, they don't have to rush things. They can actually have it be emotional and set things up and really draw you in with slower, like, meaningful things rather than like, okay, when are we going to get to the point where he draws his, you know, epic lightsaber and strikes down a crate dragon? You know, like... He's just. I'm excited to know that the writer is very happy to be able to take their time, and that's something that I want. That's why I'm loving these TV series because we don't always have to have a movie. Because as we saw with the most recent trilogy, it just should have been more than three movies, and we needed more than that. But everyone's obsessed with trilogies, yep. and now I want a Ray TV show to help with a bunch of things. 
You already mentioned John Williams. This is his first work on a TV series since uh, 1985's Amazing Stories, uh, which I think was an anthology series of a bunch of random things. So, I mean, he's too big of a name. And I think Spielberg was the one that did the Amazing Stories. Uh, Could be wrong. But John Williams is John Williams. He's not going to mess with his time doing... TV series like he's going to be on the biggest things that you can like major find major scores for major motion pictures exactly well and plus I think he's really just doing like theme work and like other people are scoring it like Obi Wan yes, yes. Like, I don't think he's like full fledged scoring no 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 actual it's series. just Obi Wan's theme which yep. he has already done in the past and Ewan McGregor is going to as we all know reprise his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is beautiful because he's been wanting to do this for a long time. And like I said, there was going to be a movie and then the TV series, like I think it was 2013 when Disney said like, hey, we're going to be making miniseries for Star Wars, like a bunch of different TV series for Star Wars. And Obi-Wan was one that a bunch of people had voted on that that needs to be one that happens. And so it's been years since Ewan McGregor has known that he was going to be Obi-Wan again but he was having to lie about it basically until it was, you know, the contract was signed that he was actually going to do it and he was able to talk about it. For fans like me, it's a really mm-hmm. good ray of hope, not meaning any kind of Ray Star Wars reference there. Right, right. But it's a. Uh, it, it, I saw a little doodle on the internet, as the internet fans like to do when they're excited about stuff. There was a doodle of, uh, of uh, Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor you know, kind of an aged character version of him sitting next to a fire uh, uh, in the desert. And next to him in the desert was the ghost, uh, the force ghost of uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Which very well could occur. Uh, there's, well, see, that's there's, what I'm saying. Stuff like that needs to happen, I feel like. And I feel like it probably won't be, but I think it would be cool if you could isolate him because then you can have almost like a force connection between him and Vader, mm-hmm. much like we saw with Rin and Ray. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. McGregor is very excited to be playing more of an Alec Guinness style Ben, like because he's wanted to do that, and that's his direction for this character. And he's an amazing actor, dude. Oh yeah, he's absolutely good. Absolutely, he is going to kill it because he is Obi Wan Kenobi. That's just he is that character. It's who we all see when we think of him. Uh, Hayden Christensen will be there as Vader somehow, so we don't know how he's going to show up, when he's going to show up, but he will be there and it will be a very emotional situation between him and Ben. The actors also playing Luke's aunt and uncle are reprising their roles as well. So they will be there because Obi-Wan hands Luke off to... okay. What did I say? Did I say the wrong thing? Well, no, I was just... Because of the two different trilogies, I was like... Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, sorry, sorry. How is that? In, uh, yeah, so... Gotcha, yeah. The newer one. The one where they... Where Ewan McGregor passed him off. Re- yeah, yes. Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Not the ones who played them in no. the... Right, 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 right. No. But that's why I had no. a you know a brain meltdown that yeah, yeah. no one could see. Like, oh, hot damn! I mean, I was there with you because I'm like, how? Yeah. How? <laughs> magic. Disney magic. Bob, yeah. Bob Barker style, just having them strung out there. Disney will revive you from the dead. Just like they have. Just to play in their movies. Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I'm very thrilled because Obi-Wan has always been one of my favorite Jedi and Ewan McGregor is phenomenal. So I think I think it will be. I mean, it's only six episodes, so they're gonna just ram some fan service down our throats more than likely. Yeah, uh, because I mean, it's been a lot of that in the Boba Fett series. Yeah, a, yeah. a lot but they just of better that. Take their time with it though, because this yeah. could be one that could really 
like the Mandalorian has unite yes. the fans or divide them, you know, but that's right. everything yeah. these it's days. Star Wars yeah. fans, so yeah, that's everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they don't do fan service, everybody's going to complain. Oh, why didn't you have Luke just randomly using the Force and us getting to see yeah. him do that? And then if he uses it at all, people are going to be like, he wouldn't know how to do that. So it's you cannot win, and they have to just decide. Hey, this is our vision. We're going to do it. So, do you think they're going to have a any kind of appearance of Quadcorn Jim? Uh, popcorn Jim. No, Quadcorn Jim. Oh, you know, Obi Wan's former master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite, quite gone. Yeah, you, yeah that's what the, I said. We, we talked about that earlier. You might have just been thinking of the joke the whole time. I kind of blacked out a little for a second. <laughs> All that gas bubbling in me. <laughs> so, speaking of dividing fandoms, like much like Star Wars has, Austin, you mentioned today to me. You said. The internet doesn't like the Lord of the Rings trailer. It doesn't. <laughs> like, yeah, no way. It, it really doesn't seem to. Um, but like, I don't know. We don't have to get into all that if y'all don't want to. But of course I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we can. But I just want to point out one thing that I've heard. You know, because the internet is kind of blowing up, at least on my feeds, with things like that. Um, so. With all the new stuff, all the new behind-the-scenes stuff we're getting from these big articles about the show now has basically confirmed that they don't even really have the rights to a, the Second Age stories, but yet they decided to set the show in the Second Age. What? 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 Really? Yeah. How? Because they've got the rights for Fellowship, The Hobbit, or sorry, let's do it in order, The Hobbit, Fellowship, Return of the King, and the two towers, I still can't get it in order. But those, those that material, yeah, yeah, along with the appendices that are attached to the Lord of the Rings. So really, just background information that wasn't even important enough to make it into the book. But you know, that's part of Tolkien's legendarium. But they don't have the rights to all the characters that populated the Second Age. So there's just no possible way that it can be accurate to the lore. There's just no chance. I mean, of that happening. I saw still photos of different actors and actresses in costumes. Mm-hmm. It it all looks atrocious. None <laughs> of it looks good. I mean, to me, it doesn't look they, as bad as Wheel of Times, like costumes and stuff did. Yeah. But it's, it's not the Peter Jackson trilogy, for sure. No. And yeah, just some strange design elements, I think. Like with... with the Doritos on the one chick... Yeah, it kind of looks a little like she's Egyptian covered in almost. She has Doritos on her shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then if you look at her hands, she has Dorito fingers. <laughs> where she's been manipulating the Doritos on her on her robes. I haven't noticed any of that. I'm ge- yeah, I'm ge- I'm yeah guess- look at it. It's I'm awful. Guess- I'm guessing these are dark Doritos, like a scale armor looking. There, no, deal. no. She's wearing a white robe with these gold fucking Doritos. <laughs> all over her and it looks stupid and I hate it and I hate what they did with Galadriel and I hate the look of the other new character in the same shot because there's three of them I, I hate it I hate it so much I mean some I'm not maybe as passionate about the way it looks as you I mean I think it it does look a little cheaper maybe yeah you know, a little more generic these are stills as well yeah so exactly we don't know right. what post post production well, well, gonna look and, like. And these are supposed to be like glamour shots that i saw galadriel and armor just doesn't work for me i just never how i envision the character it's not how peter jackson envisioned the character and i don't really think it's how tolkien envisioned the character um it just doesn't work i mean i just 
there there is totally room for a badass female warrior elf, but just not Galadriel. You know, like well, the, Gal- the description of her was she's full of piss and vinegar, and she's killed so many orcs that her sword is broken. That's stupid. That, that is so that dumb. Weakens her strength because well, and that's something the elves Ugh. like do celebrate their war heroes and stuff, but. They they only fight like orcs, you know. There was something called the kinslaying, where the elves actually killed elves, and it's one of the like darkest stains on their culture, you know, of all time. They don't elves don't kill each other. They don't kill like that's not really what they do. They they're not a warlike people at all. They detest it, and it just it doesn't make sense for someone who at this point is already three thousand years old is already one of the most enlightened beings on the in creation, like literal creation to. Be bloodthirsty, to, to be dra- drag <laughs> John Snow climbing up the wall with a dagger. Like what? <laughs> no, that would be the dumbest thing. Like that. That's that's not intelligent. You know, like yeah. one of your most enlightened beings who is has the benefit of being immortal to be around and influence your culture. Through you know through the millennia. Does yeah? Just let her go off and try to kill an orc and get lost with some man from some kingdom who's running from his past. It just doesn't sound like Galadriel at all. But I'm just saying, like, Feanor, like, Celebrimbor, like, I don't even know which characters they even have the rights to. They, if they were mentioned in the appendices, they probably can use them. But if they're not, that's they're just, it. They're just making so stuff it's really up. just like a Lord of the Rings prequel. Yeah, it's the most expensive fan fiction uh, yeah. that you can possibly create. I had researched it a little bit whenever you had your original bitchings about it because I had no idea what you would be griping about because I was like, well, I don't know what she was supposed to be like. So then I looked it up and I read a little bit on this in the Cimmerillion about what she was. And it, there was a time that in that age that she was the only one that was of the only woman to stand tall, the only female to stand tall. So they were talking about her in an essence of like during a wartime to where, you know, the other ones were cowering or hiding in the keeps. And then you yeah. had one and falling. Yeah. under the sword yeah and you had one woman who stood tall and that is you know if that's their take on her character but then they're painting her with a much deeper picture of that i crave war instead of i've had to war you know yeah. that well and i wouldn't even imagine galadriel having to yeah, i mean i'm not saying female elves can't go and fight they do but not galadriel she's too important that would be foolish for them to let galadriel Go and fight an orc. But no, that's what the freaking guards are for. That's what they have people for that. I get that. But I think that it would be their challenge to prove what would be the reason to drive her to that. So that would be a challenge for them. And if they meet that challenge, bravo, hand claps of praise. If they don't meet that challenge, at least they swung for the fences. Well, see, war is fought on two fronts it's fought on the battlefield and, you know, like in the halls of politics. So it makes exactly. more sense for Galadriel to be, mm-hmm. you know, fighting politically, not out on the battlefield. Politically, it and weakens her as a character and magically. Like, yeah. I mean, let's not. I mean, this is a magical world, so it's like that. She's much more a magical, spiritual esque, ascendant, uh, uh, ascendant. She's like bigger than. I don't, I don't know. She's godlike in a sense. She's a, a very yeah. angelic being, I mean, not a warlike person at all. But I don't necessarily. We can keep talking about that as long as you want. I do kind of have a segue because I'm trying to do some some like fast, but and it just makes me sad that we're in that stage of like pop culture where everything is so divisive. Like I said, it's it's not just pop culture, but it makes me sad that other shows are kind of maybe getting passed up and not getting talked about enough. Raised by Wolves season two is awesome 
it's weird. It's not for everybody, for sure. Like I wouldn't just blanketly recommend it anymore. You know, because I was into it when, and you know, because I don't think Austin liked it much either. I just, but it's I just, didn't stick around for it to pick up speed. Right, right, right. And, and, and you know, it was, it was basically a pilot episode. You know, they're just showing it off to the studio to try to get it bought. And so kind of some things change from that to the next one. But anyway, I just think it's really good and more people should be talking about it. I'm afraid it's going to get canceled. And then I'm going to be one of those people who doesn't get the ending and gets really mad. Do we know if it's based on a book? No, no, no. It's just a it's guy. Just a it's just an original it's, series. It's a guy that I guess Ridley Scott just really believes in and yeah. got him, kind of helped him produce it. Are all the episodes out for season two or is it no, no, no. week there's, by week? There's a couple more. I think, uh, what is it? Five, six. There's three more episodes okay. to come. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I binge watched the first season, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of like waiting to where I can just blast yeah. through all of it because I really enjoyed the first season of yeah. it. But. Well, like I said, we don't have to spend much time on it. It just yeah. it, in Those two in relation uh, to like the divided fandoms. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a show that's like not being talked about a lot. I don't know how many people are watching it, but it's just great acting. The writing is really cool. It's a very high concept sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So it's going to come off as goofy to some. But for me, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm hooked on the mysteries. Mm-hmm. There are some parts I laugh at for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's just really good sci-fi. Um, Do you think part of the reason that it's not as popular is because it's an HBO original series? Because not many people have ac- not as many people have access to HBO as they do Netflix. If it were a Netflix series, would it be talked about more? I don't know. I don't because know. It's everyone one of those has Netflix. that may be a little too... I don't know. Like I said, the, like the two main actors are wearing these like s- s- body suits of just like gray, like mm-hmm. not even spandex. It looks like yeah. plastic because they're robots. They're androids, yeah. you know. But Why would they're they like, have style, they right? Mean. But the, I don't know. The, just the level of technology, the the kind of blending of the sci-fi and fantasy. Mm-hmm. But there there tends to be like at least a somewhat out there sci-fi explanation for even the fantasy elements. It's not easy to do these things. That, that's not that's not easy to do. And for me, I just think it's really good. Mm-hmm. And more people should watch it. But, you know, that's me. And so, I don't know. There is an element to it where it may be a bit too dark or too maybe too out there, too trippy for some people. Yeah. I think that plus accessibility. Like, yeah, yeah. anybody could get HBO if they wanted to, mm-hmm. but they've already got Netflix and Hulu and probably already have Amazon Prime for, for shopping. So, they have that as well. Right. So, a lot of people aren't tacking on HBO as well because they're like, well, I have all these streaming services already. Why would I get that? So yeah. I just, I don't know anyone who doesn't have access to Netflix. I, I know plenty of people who are, who don't have HBO. Yeah. Max. yeah. So I think that's also uh, why not as many people are talking about it. But. It took me a while to catch on to HBO Max because I can remember HBO always being like this overpriced thing and like, yeah. you know, the home box office, meaning they're like the newest releases on movies and everything else like that. Like it was always too ex- like too expensive to add on growing up on cable mm-hmm. or even when we got like the uh, Dish Network for a little while, you know, you could have the HBO add on for that and they had several HBO options on there, but it was still expensive. HBO Max is really not that expensive. No. I mean, I think it's like $12 a month or something like that, and you get access to everything HBO Max has, and they get a lot of first releases on movies. I mean, I watched uh, the new Kingsman on there, and HBO Max has a lot of good stuff, and that's where Peacemaker was, too. Yeah. Well, and, and another thing I will say, 
about Raised by Wolves is it's kind of nutty. Like, there's not many shows that have the balls to put just the nutso stuff that they do on that show. It's just yeah. wild. Um, I was going to talk about Elden Ring too, but I liked the passion and the vigor that we were talking about Lord of the Rings. So if y'all want, we can finish my topic out by some yeah. final complaints. Let's, let's do Elden Ring next week when you've had a week to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've just know, yeah, I've barely gotten into it. Yeah, so. I want to, I want to, I want a deep dive of what your experience has been like after a week of frustration of playing a game that's that hard. Oh yeah, well I've already died a, yeah a lot, but good. Yeah, once you level up a bit, it'll get easier a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. So <clears throat> imagine this: you're in 1958. It's October. You work in an airport. Okay. And this man disembarks from a plane. You, you, you know, take whatever papers you need to take his passport to, to allow him to enter the country. You stamp it. And then you look at the passport and you're like, I've never heard of this country before. We're talking about the man from Torred. Torred? Yeah. Have y'all, have y'all ever heard that about this? What is that? I don't know what this okay. is. Okay. Wow. So. It's not aliens, but uh, so this guy gets off of this plane in Japan. He's on a business trip. Um, Like I said, it's in 1958 in October. And when they stamp the passport, it it looks like a legit passport, but his country of origin is Torred. And if you've ever looked at a globe or an atlas or a roadmap, or even, you know, Google Maps on your phone, this place does not exist. So here's this man out of nowhere with legit papers. He's got money from this country. He's here on a business trip. He said he's already been here three times this year. And you're this poor little customs guy going, well, this is this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> You know, it's like, what do you do with that? I don't know what you do with that. I don't get paid enough to deal with exactly. that. That's my boss's problem. You let <laughs> him into the country. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't let him into the country. Damn it. And so they get whatever airport customs agent, top shelf security people. They come out there and they search this man's belongings. They talk to him. They're like, well, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I'm here on business. Um, as you can see, I've been to France and some other country. And, like, you know, he can speak French and Japanese and a couple other languages. And they're like, okay, well, where's Torred? He's like, well, it, it's over in Europe. So they pull out a map and he points to a spot around France where the country Angola is. And he goes, he gets, you know, very upset because where he's from, Angola does not exist. That's where Torred is. That's where his family is. That's where he's got a wife and kids. And he's like, are you playing some kind of sick joke on me? They're like, no, man. He's like, the kingdom of Torred has been alive and well for over a thousand years. Why is it not on this map? And why is this pretend country there? So the agents take the guy and they're like, look, we don't know what to do with this guy. We have to get higher ups. We're the highest high ups here. We have to get our higher, higher ups. So they take him to a hotel, which is not the one that he was supposed to be there for because he, the, they contacted the business that he was there with. They'd never heard of this man. The hotel he had a reservation at never heard of the man either. And he had receipts for the reservation. You know, he had business cards. He had all this documentation. So they put him up for the night in a hotel room they station guards outside and he's on the sixth floor of this hotel. Right. So 
the next morning, the higher, higher ups show up and like, all right, well, let's see this mystery man from Torred. You know, let's, let's get to the, let's get to the root of this. Let's figure this out. They go to the hotel room. The guy's gone. All of his luggage is gone. It's like he was never there. And like I said, he's on the sixth floor. So if he went out the window, he, he dead. Oh yeah. Like there's no fire escape. There's no, you know, bed sheets tied together with towels and socks for him to climb down to the street. He's just solid gone. And so is all of his things. And they have no idea where this man come from. It was, it, it's a crazy thing. I thought it's such a, it's a fascinating story. And his name is weird. Just throwing it out there. Uh, he his name was John Allen Kuchar Zegris. Huh? Is, yep. Was that the name on his passport? That was the was name this? on his passport and his okay. driver's license and all of his documentation. You- Probably should have started off with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the same time, too, what I'm thinking is, you know, given that we've had, you know, the better part of almost, I don't know, 70 years since all that stuff happened, if not more now, almost, no, 70 years, uh, We've got theories on that kind of stuff. And I mean, we've talked on here like parallel dimensions and talking about crossing over and how we think that sometimes, you know, UFO sightings might actually be the, uh, might actually be just other, not otherworldly beings, but other timely beings or other plainly beings. Dimensional. You know, some planar, other planar. Uh, no, that's uh, in the sky with the blinky lights, but it has the propellers or the jet engine. When did, but, never mind. Go on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh the I would like the idea that he what if that was legit? What if that was one hundred percent like something happened and that blip in space time happened and he was here from his world because he was actually on a flight, he was actually going to this country, he actually had reservations, he had everything that he needed, except he ended up somehow blipping to a alternate dimension to where this man is now completely lost complete and then all of a sudden just as quick as he happened there blip it was fixed yeah i mean that, or that, he had that to is escape. The yeah the escape one is not as fun no, to me also the first thing that i thought was how that, had, did you check the air vents <laughs> we're <laughs> well, talking no, 50s here. well i mean if we're, exactly. if we're going extra planar and extra dimensional then i mean maybe he has a device maybe he was doing a joke on them well no see he he got upset when the map didn't show his country so he had no idea something right, happened right. during the flight that I, I would assume that it wasn't just him but he was the only one that noticed because his country disappeared but what i mean is like okay when he blips back and everybody's like where the hell is he He's all of a sudden in another dimension, in the same spot, like, you know, maybe in a different building or on the ground where there is no building in this dimension. Well, I would assume that the hotel, I would assume, my assumption is during the flight, something happens. He planar shifts to where we're at. <laughs> and all of a sudden, planer. you know, he goes through the whole rigmarole at the airport. And when he goes to sleep in the hotel room, he goes back to where he's from. He's still in the same hotel in the same hotel room, but all of a sudden everything's fixed. So I don't think that like time changed. It was just his position in the cosmos changed. Well, yeah, that's what and I meant. Did, yeah, exactly. In addition to all the other people on the plane, but they didn't notice because, you know, they're from countries that exist in our universe and theirs together. They're, they're part of the overlap. 
So he was never like found anywhere else. I didn't want to dig into the other stuff because I thought that was cool we enough. We want the mystery to stay yeah, alive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did because you find out the reality? I saw that. Okay, I was on YouTube and I was kind of researching it, and one one of the thumbnails says "Man from Torad" and it's got the big stamps. It's case closed, and I'm like, I'm not watching you <laughs> because I enjoy that story and I want to keep that mystery alive in my heart. <laughs> So you would rather it remain just something that's just mythological and something that is of the unexplained rather than getting confirmation that it can be explained? I feel like I explained it. He was on a plane. (laughs) He blipped into our planar dimension, Uh went through everything at the airport, went to sleep that night all stressed out. He probably watched a movie. What movie? Or, a, a, I, I don't what know. What movie did Just, he watch? I don't know. It was the 50s, so he probably didn't watch a movie. But he probably <laughs> listened to the radio and then laid in the bed and then smoked a bunch of cigarettes because they did that in the That's 50s. That's true. Everybody was smoking. They inhaled so many cigarettes, and they thought lung cancer was because you didn't brush your teeth or something. They didn't know what was going on. This is true. And then when he went to sleep, he woke up where he was supposed to be, and suddenly everything was okay. That What other explanation? Explanation do we need? If you, I don't want to say the obvious to other stuff. But I'm going to hurt you <laughs> because I see, I see your phone. Oh, I'm actually looking at my topic. Oh, okay. 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 I apologize. Sure. I apologize for looking ahead. We could all discover this now and destroy the magic together. Let's destroy the magic. No, no, let's destroy no, your. Let's no, destroy no, your hopes no, and your no, dreams. No! Don't destroy my whimsy, Dane. I feel like that's what you're doing. We're not going to destroy your whimsy and say that it was a project that he was working on and he was actually from Tokyo and then he got deported back Shut to up. Tokyo Shut with up. him and his hey, wife. Be quiet. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> stop, that. Stop, stop I'm word. not going to tell stop you wording. that he was just from stop, Tokyo. Stop. We will not tell you it was just an internet urban legend I know. that has absolutely zero. I know. That's what it is. <laughs> but no, it is a cool story, I, though. I, it's a cool story and I like the, I like the idea of the magic and the mystery. Me too. Just, yeah, I, I think you're convincing me, honestly. Yeah, just like, you know, the piano man. Let's, you know, the, let's just leave. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We'll go outside. We'll pee. And then we'll come back and we won't have to hear their BS. Do we have to go pee together? We can We can go back to back. <laughs> you face one way, I'll face the other. But just so you know, I am going first grade style. <laughs> it's the only way I pee. So you'll be first grade cheeks. style? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you can just go over the fence or through the gate. I'm going straight first grade. Pants in the gravel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a burrow underneath. Cheek to cheek. I, I think I think my cheeks would be more like your upper back. Gross. I'm a lot taller than you. He'll be sitting on your ass while you're both pissing the opposite direction of one another. You know, yeah. if you were watching the television during that time in the 1950s, you would have probably seen the Superman television show that was on starring George Reeves. Gross. And uh, uh, George Reeves was uh, a Hollywood actor that he never really had any super big roles. Like he was always like this up and coming, like he was trying and he was trying and he was trying. And he became popular on the Superman show. And uh, it was called Adventures of Superman. And he was the the main guy that people recognized as the figure of Superman. He took the 
embodiment of hope even for these kids at the time and gave them something to look to look to as like a hero and something that's otherworldly something that's stronger than you know strong can actually be and all this other stuff but superman has survived a long long time but there's something that everybody's kind of talked about a little bit i mean at least at one point you've talked about this if you're a nerd like the superman curse about how George Reeves actually died. Uh, it was never determined, actually, even to this day, whether he was killed or he committed suicide. So uh, then you had, uh, oh my gosh, I'm a bad person, Christopher Reeve. I was about to say, I was about to say Christopher Reeve, but then I was like, is it with an S? No, because no, that's George. That's George. Reeves. Yeah. yeah, many people say Christopher Reeves. Yep, which is incorrect. George Reeves. Christopher Reeve. Yes, Christopher Reeve. Uh, but Christopher Reeve was Superman, and he fell off of a horse uh, and was paralyzed from the neck down, um, lived the remainder of his life in a wheelchair. Uh, so that was kind of like the Superman curse kind of going on is whatever, what a lot of people were calling it. Uh, but the... That'd be horrible to have super strength and be in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That I, would be the worst. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, to be Johnny. quadriplegic and have super strength. I mean, uh, I can't, that that truly would be a Superman curse. Uh, I'm injured. <laughs> He'd be just eating steel. That's <laughs> all I can do with my strength. I told you I could do it. Watch that. Oh, no. He could still have his laser eyes, too. He could also still be shot and be okay. Oh, that's true. And vulnerability to the gunshot wounds. But would um, he be able to wheel faster than a speeding bullet? Unlike George Reeves, who was not able to deflect the bullet, uh, he, the murder mystery surrounding him has actually, as of last year, uh, was made into a, a big Hollywood picture. Uh, called Hollywoodland. Uh, it's actually a depiction of all the case scenarios that were studied um, based on people investigating and trying to find out like what has actually happened here. Because originally the story was that George Reeves shot himself, and it took the people in his apartment, not his apartment, but his house, they called it that, but it was a house, uh, and it took them 45 minutes to call the police after they had heard the gunshot go off in the upstairs. So then, you know, at, at first everybody was just like, oh, it was just from shock, you know, that there's no, there's no real reason to worry about it. You know, he, he, was, he was depressed, he was sad, because when he died, when he killed himself in 1959, Superman had been canceled, been taken off the air. And he had also been pretty much typecast because he became so popular as that symbol, as Superman, that he was not able to get work in any other things, uh, you know, to his credit. You know, he would still try to find work, but it would always be, oh, there's the guy that played Superman. And that's all he could ever get. Here's the funny part about what I was saying, though, earlier. The Hollywoodland movie, based off of this, is uh, featuring a, a few actors and actresses you might know here. Uh, you've got... Diane Lane, who is playing the wife of the main MGM producer, Eddie Maddox. Her name is Tony Maddox. Oh, it's with an N, Maddox, instead of a D, it's Maddox. But Ed, and Eddie Maddox, you know, was involved in the conspiracy. He was uh, supposedly had ties to the mob. 
and there were there were a lot of things going on. His wife Tony was in an, had an affair, but what but a known affair with her husband because he also had affairs, and they just kind of had an open marriage. But still, the jealousy and the hurt and everything else that would go along with it would be attached to that relationship. But in Hollywood land, uh, Ben Affleck played George Reeves. Ben Affleck was also Batman. Diane Lane played Martha Kent in the Batman Superman stuff. So in the same universe that he is Batman, she is Martha Kent. And in the universe where he plays Superman, she is the guy, you know, she's the girl that he gets to boink. Huh? <laughs> oh, sorry. Did you what? Know? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> In Hollywoodland, Ben Affleck plays George Reeves, who plays Superman. Yes, and Got that part, and he boinks Diane Lane's character, who is the uh, MGM producer's wife. She's big time in Hollywood. He, the MGM producer, he's big time in Hollywood. So, are you saying that Superman boinks Martha, his mom? Yes, but he's being played by Batman. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's very confusing when you're watching, because uh, on screen we're like, man, this is weird seeing Ben Affleck in a Superman like uniform. And then he's sleeping with this woman in the movie who is also the actress that played Clark Kent's mother, Martha Kent, in the universe where Ben Affleck is Batman. Why does he wear the it's, suit when he's having sex with her? He does Why would you not? He doesn't. That's not the thing. But oh. Well, yeah, that too. But why would you not, Marcus? I mean, valid point. Thank valid you. point. The website that you watched this on. It wasn't a website. <laughs> was it, was it, it was on Amazon Prime, was, and I paid for it because that, I wanted to watch it. Did it have black and yellow borders? It did not. It was a normal. <laughs> it was a normal movie. It had real people in it. Those are normal movies with real people. <laughs> Gosh, you're you're incorrect. And Adrian Brody, yeah, yes, and Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody plays like he's not a real detective because he's been fired from a from a force in Hollywood uh, due to some stuff that he was a whistleblower on, and he's going through actually investigating these things. So there are several different theories on how George Reeves died because you know the the world believed he killed himself, but then all the circumstantial evidence kind of going around it pointed to several different action you know several different i don't know what the what the proper word is here um give me a second here can we have a pause yeah, yeah pause sure. music doesn't matter perpetrators so the uh <laughs> it could have been it could have been tony mannix because she was jealous that he had found a new love his fiance at the time yes named lenore and I can't hear the name of Lenore without thinking of Bill from King of the Hill. Lenore! <laughs> You're coming back, right? Uh, but Lenore was supposed to marry George, and they were moving away, supposedly to New York. And uh, the jealousy that would come from Tony, uh, you know, supposedly would have been a motive for her to stop him from doing so because she was like his sugar mama. She you know, was there whenever he was having struggles and having times in Hollywood where he couldn't get work. And she was always there for him because, you know, they were kind of had their thing. They were, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend kind of deal. And then, you know, comes the idea that he had a violent relationship with Lenore uh, because on his, you know, during his initial autopsy, they didn't report it. But during some private investigating, it wasn't reported that he had bruising on his body, uh, indicative of a fight or a struggle. 
So who's going to beat themselves up before they shoot themselves in the head? So that caused more questions to be revolving around his murder. And then it comes down to Eddie Mannix. Uh, he is, you know, supposedly has ties to the mob. Uh, it turns out he had actually been, you know, not, not ever charged with anything, but two of his ex-wives died under mysterious circumstances, including something that had happened to George Reeves prior to his death, in, which was the uh, brake line uh, in his car being completely drained of fluid without it, there actually being a break or a leak in the line. Mm. So it was something that couldn't be seen or detected, except it just happened, and he got in a really bad wreck. So I don't know. That's a very... And it's never been solved because it can't ever be solved because everybody that was involved with the case and anybody that could have been involved with the murder are now dead. It will never be solved, I do not believe. But that is a... It's Until a, time travel was invented. Until... Again. Gosh, if time travel is invented and people want to go back just to discover that, that's... Uh, that's I feel like that'd be a waste of time travel, I well, think. Well, if you've got all of time at your disposal... Yeah, I'm I'm real bad because I automatically program in like these automatic tropes that don't allow me to continuously time travel. Like I already, I'm gonna I'm gonna run out of por- portal fluid here in a little bit, Morty. Burp. The TV rules of time travel. Yeah, the TV time travel rules. You know, like I can't travel back in time or in forward in time. You know, just enough because I've only got X amount of this solution made that'll allow me to actual actually fuel this machine. Well, supposedly we have we. We can time travel. We can send messages backwards 24 hours. There's a strict character limit, and it's uber expensive. But supposedly that's the thing that we can do using this thing called future message. So we can send a text message backwards 24 hours yes. and alter something that might have happened? Yeah, so you can tell yourself to like buy, I don't know, crypto or something. I, I 1,000% don't believe that that's true. Otherwise, there would be a lot more lottery winners. Well, look, I heard it on a podcast, and it's they said it was prohibitively expensive. So you have to have like a crazy amount of money already. Like at least $20 Like, like that would message. explain Bezos and Elon Musk right. and Bill Gates and Donald Trump and whoever else you can think of this crazy rich <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. You know, they're like, oh, should I buy that stock? Then they buy it. And then it's like, oh, crap, that, that stock tanked the next day. And then you send a message back. Martha Stewart style to purge all Enron stocks so you don't lose all your money. Uh, and I would like to uh, correct myself on something that I'd said previously because, you know, sometimes Amazon gets it wrong uh, because they don't put proper dates on stuff. Because if they do a remaster of a movie to make it look better, they'll put the date of the remastering instead of the date that the movie was released. So it was remastered and re released on Amazon. Uh, last year, March of 2021, it was actually released in 2006. Originally, that would explain why. Diane, what was her name? Diane Lane. Diane Lane looks much younger in a movie that was just put out, quote yep. unquote, last year yep. than she did when she was Martha Kent. So, and also, Adrian Brody does not look very old whatsoever either. No, no and that's what I, I get. For, that's what I get for straying away from the mother source and going you to a different go source. To the mother source. Like, I'm looking at this television, and this television's telling me a date on there, like they do for movies that are released, and I take it as 
oh, there's fact. Yes. And I don't even investigate. But yet I have the pages pulled up in which the mother source can tell me anything I need to know. And I don't bother to suckle off of her informational teat. What's wrong with me? I don't know. The TV is the mm-hmm. father source. And the father source needs to always say, go ask your mother. <laughs> and you know what? And you need to go to it, Wikipedia. And if the father source is anything like my dad, the statistics and numbers <laughs> coming off of that shit is going to be just skewed. Skewed. How many people do you have? How many people do you have in that club last night play, watching y'all play music? Oh, we had at least you know at least four hundred in there last night. There were seventeen. It only fits thirty. Yeah. It's big enough for at least forty if you can touch elbows together. Well, we've got about fifty people here on this podcast right now. If you're, if you're using dad math, we do have a fifty-person podcast. Well, yes. If you count all of my personas, yeah. Oh man, Ooh. we don't have enough room. In your head for all the personas that you have. <laughs> yeah, don't be implanting nothing in my memories. Oh, no. We that's, just that's what we do. Yeah. We just implanted a memory in everyone's head for the last hour. And thank you for letting us do that on Spotify and iTunes and uh, Audible. Podchaser? I messed it up almost. I don't know. Rodable? I always mess these up. On Ronable? On Ronable? No, Ronable. It's McDonald's new. It's McDonald's new podcast service. Ronable. We eat McDonald's every day and then talk about it. I thought it was just a fat man named Ron on the three corner just screaming out everything we say. It is. They fired Ronald McDonald and now this is his job. So join us on Ronable and leave a five-star review anywhere that you can, anywhere that you listen to us that they say, hey, you can do this here. Do it. Because at least on like Spotify, if we get enough of those, it'll actually show our little rating underneath our name. I don't know how many that takes, but um, let's do that. Let's get there. I want to be a higher rating than any other ones on there. Um, And if you would like to wear us on your body at any moment, Go to the Teespring link inside of uh, the description of this episode. It'll send you to the website, and you can get a T-shirt with our logo or our names or one that's got hot, stinking fecal garbage on it. Uh, There's a lot of neat things there, and uh, it would be really cool to see you walking down the street and, and, and wearing us on you. And if you want to talk about how John Zegris was deported from Japan to Hong Kong and then uh, his wife was deported to South Korea, we could talk about that on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook if you look up at Nerd Grapevine. (laughs) Or if you wanted to donate a little bit to the cause, you can get on our Patreon, look up Best Friends period, Tiny Ink period, and you can donate a little bit, get a holographic sticker, and be able to get first looks aka listens in a listening setting of our unreleased material that we've got just sitting around waiting for you so no i'm still working on it so it's just sitting around waiting for you it's doing nothing but collecting (laughs) dust it's waiting on you and you know don't let it wait too long because if it's like anything on those old floppy disks you know there's a chance that it could get erased if it's near a magnet and then it would cause you a whole lot of i hope that you wake up in the middle of the night having to pee so bad and you're in a situation to where you have to tea kettle if you get my drift and on your way you your little and it bends that point where your bleeds and it feels like it's been i hope that's what happens to you tonight be ye cursed you bastard and it's not even my bathroom i'm in a different universe also Find us on Discord. 
talk about tell us if you've blipped before um Ooh. let's try to blip together one night maybe Gross. um we have a meme channel we got all kinds of cool stuff get on there get on there and tell austin how horrible of a person he is um there's a link in the description so check us out we're on there live uncut uncensored and fully circumcised Oh, I, I forgot to tell you guys that um, Malcolm got a new job, and uh, he's actually he's driving a milk truck now. Malcolm's milk truck, huh? Yeah, so he'll be delivering the cream very soon. Damn it! Yeah. Oh God, Austin. See, Poppy. <laughs> when life gives you grapes, when life gives me grapes, I uh, take them with me. To the airport and I show them to people and I say this is my passport I'm from the grape vineyard in the cosmic universe and they look at me like I've never heard of that before and I said I'll point it out on a globe and then as soon as they show me a globe I smash the grapes into the globe and I say see there's where I'm from it's right there and then they say, well, we're deporting you and your wife to different countries. And then I say, I'm sorry, Tiny. I ruined your entire fantasy. <laughs> Gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>